you, there's so much to be gained, you know, from failure. You know, it's not always a happy story. You know, it really isn't. You know, and then you don't always have to learn things from something positive. There's so many things you can learn from negative things. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, what my, I guess, my life been in sports. So welcome back to episode nine of The Nest. Today we are joined by a very, very, very special guest, Mr. Virouette. For those of you who don't know Mr. Virouette, he is coach of the varsity softball team, uh, advisor for FBTV, uh, former Mets minor league player, uh, worked at Discovery, uh, Univision was it? Univision. Overall, um, one of the father figures here at Doral that many of us have. Um, so... Today we're going to kind of talk about coming back from a loss and what it means to kind of uh, come back from defeat. Um, so for those, for people that don't know, can you kind of recap the story of uh, last season for softball and how it kind of went and where you guys got to and how it ended up? Um, wow. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long season. It was a long season, but I learned a lot. Um, we started off... Um, not being really known on the county in the county mm-hmm. or in South Florida, and we were very very young. We had two seniors. They were, I knew they were good going into the season, um, but they led the team in a way that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, being able to see seniors uh, work with underclassmen and kind of just day, go through the day by day grind of understanding how to be a leader, how to play the game right, and do things the right way. Okay. Um, they helped a lot, mm-hmm. you know, Gabby Rees and Janelle Figueroa, you know, did a lot for us, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, it was more than just on the field stuff. You know, um, I truly believe if you do things the right way, good things happen at the end. And, um, what they helped us and how they helped or how, or should I say how they helped us through the year, um, really showed at the end when we got to the States. Mm-hmm. You know, and how we handled things. And yeah, at the end, we didn't win. But the journey was fun. Man, that was a lot of fun. Right. Like, um, as a player, I had never won districts. Like, I was always second place when I played. Um, I feel like I played at a high level when I played high school, but I never won anything. I never, mm. I had never nothing to show for it. Right. So being able to win districts alone is a, was a huge deal. Yeah. You know, so after that, it's just like icing on the cake. You know, you get the regionals, you win the regionals, um, and all of a sudden you find yourself in the state semifinals. Um, and it was fun, you know, but it was a journey. I mean, we changed so much as a group from the mm-hmm. beginning to the end. Um, it was a change, you know, for for some of the girls that have me as the head coach because I'd been the assistant coach for so long here, and all of a sudden, hey, look, you're the top dog here now. Now you need, you need to make the calls, but... um. But they had my back, you know. That's why I say I think it was a journey for all of us because I could see how they were being, they were trusting me more and more, mm-hmm. and you could see that the decisions I made, you know, good or bad, they had my back, mm-hmm. you know. So it was fun last year, man. It was fun. Yeah, did we lose? Yeah, we lost. But I see a lot of the way we finished last year, us, and now we're starting this year, and that wasn't a positive note. Mm-hmm. You know, we ended lo- we ended with a loss, but it was a lot of positive things we took from the season. Right. And the girls have that fire now. You know, it's it's a lot easier for me to coach. It's a lot easier for me to sit back when, and 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 enjoy what we've done through the process. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see them coach themselves, which is right. really cool. Right. And 
How do you think for you personally? How do you you come back from a loss like that? Is it a, a long reflection period where you kind of sit back and you think of what, what it is that happened, and it takes you a while to kind of, or do you just get up the next day and you say whatever, like it. we go again? It still hurts. Right, it hurts every day. It hurts every day. I mean, I, every morning, when every time I think about Doral softball, I think of I I kind of feel like I failed mm -hmm. as a coach, you know. Um, And it hurts, and it's and, and it, but it motivates me. It motivates me. Um, I'm kind of crazy like that. I look for these negative things to mm -hmm. kind of motivate me to do things. And yeah, did we have a great season? Yeah, this is the first time we went to state in school history. Yes, you know, as far as softball. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Yeah, you know. And I'm still like, I get these things in my stomach. Like, man, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You get everybody pats you on the back, tells you, "Hey, great job, great job." But at the end of the day, I still like. I still feel like I didn't finish the job. Yeah. You know, and I kind of, and I take every competition like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I, I just find things to motivate me. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you win, it's like, what is it going to motivate me to win again? You know, so for me, losing is a good thing in a way. Okay. You know, it, it, it humbles you, you know, but it makes you hungry at the mm -hmm. same time. Some people don't take failure real good, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, is it disappointing? Yeah, but you, there's so much to be gained, you know, from failure. You know, it's not always a happy story. You know, it really isn't. You know, and then you don't always have to learn things from something positive. There's so many things you could learn from negative things, and mm -hmm. it's kind of what my, I guess, my life been in sports. You know, so it's been, it, it was cool. It was cool. So how has how has being um, FBTV advisor and how, what has it taught you about being a softball coach and what has being a softball coach taught you about being an advisor for a TV production program? Uh, I treat both the same. I believe in team. I believe in having each other's back. I believe in work, working hard. Mm -hmm. I believe in doing the right things. And when you start talking about things in class, in the classroom or in a huddle with your team, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many similar things to mm -hmm. each. You know, all of you have different personalities you got to deal with. But at the end, we're just, we have one common goal, you know, at the end. And for some, it's, you know, recognition in STN. Mm. And the others, it's just a plaque winning district. But man, there's so many sim similarities. And it's funny, I guess that's why I love my job so much. Mm. You know, because how many people can do this? You know, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. And, um... I've learned so much from it too. You know, I really have. I really have. I've learned so much, you know, about myself, um, about, about the way I handle people or I communicate with people. Mm -hmm. And it's helped me as a man, as a teacher, <clears throat> as a human being. Mm -hmm. It really has. And I think you have a, a really unique perspective because you've played pro ball. You've worked in, in the broadcast and news industry. So how have those two perspectives, how have they affected the way you lead your two programs? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to, to have played uh, minor league baseball with the New York Mets, and I've also been blessed to work with two powerhouse networks in, television, in the television industry. Um, and I've learned from each. I've learned a lot from each. Uh, within the TV industry, for me, it was something new. I didn't know. I had to pick up. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, hey, you know, I'm five years old, and your dad gives you a ball, you know, baseball and a glove and just play. No, it's something I picked up really late. Right. You know, I didn't start getting into TV 
till I was college. I was in college, my freshman year in college. Mm -hmm. You know, so I felt like I had a late start, you know, but yet there was this motivation I had for it. It was just something, man, I really enjoyed to edit. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed to communicate. I enjoyed producing. I enjoyed directing. It was a lot of fun. And that kind of that team atmosphere, that group atmosphere, that like hey, all of us kind of bonding together to make something happen, make something positive happen, is kind of something I've done in baseball all my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was born my my dad. I was I was that kid. You know, yeah. that had a bib that said, "Hey, you know, I'm a baseball player. I'm daddy's ball player." You know, um, I started playing baseball when t-ball when I was four years old. That's all I knew. Yeah, I mean, that's all I knew. I stopped playing baseball when I was 24 years mm -hmm. old. So I've always been in that team atmosphere. Yeah. So as I was learning, you know, how to work together in groups in Univision, at Telemundo, and on projects and productions, there was things that just came natural to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so being able to combine both now, oh man, this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Because I feel like I've taken a little bit from each side and been able to combine something. And a lot of times, this is what we have, this is, this is what we have in FBTV. Mm -hmm. You know, these are, my worlds that we've tried to combine that's why i always say i'm kind of the mad scientist around mm -hmm. here sometimes because i just kind of play around with a bunch of different things but as far as you know the way i think about things and um the way i feel about things is i've learned them through baseball mm -hmm. and working in tv right so and then for how do you handle both because i see you right at 2 30 you're outside you're hitting ground balls but for someone who's on the outside how do you do it it's tough it's tough. It's it's really really tough. It's not only tough on me. It's tough on my family. Um, at times, it's tough on my students too because they feel like, oh, you know, V, where are you when we need you and stuff like that. So it is tough. So being able to balance everything out um, is really important in my just daily daily operations. Uh, yeah, as soon as the bell rings, I head out to the softball field and I start practicing with the kids from two from two fifty till about five o'clock. After that. Uh, my smallest daughter, uh, Nani Marie, mm -hmm. she usually has travel balls, so I'll take her to some hitting lesson or something else. Or and if it's not, it's just family time, man. Yeah, dude, the family's important. You don't understand. You know, it's uh, we talk about it all the time in class. You know, it, it's it's important just man be able to sit down with your family, and just have a conversation. You know, but at the same time, it's I feel the same thing about you guys. You know, it's I think it's important to communicate with you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, just be able to sit down and just talk, man. It really is, it's important. Yeah. I, I think I'm learning that as I become older, you know, being able to take time and just, just like we're doing right now, man. Yeah. Just be able to just communicate and just be, just let, you know, let me know what's going on and you let me know what's going on. So um, the communication part of it, it's, it's, it's important, especially when it gets hectic. And it does get hectic a lot. Yeah. You know, but honestly, I love it, dude. I love my job. I love softball. You know, I love being with you guys. You know, I love everything part of my every part of my job. Right. Maybe so, not the meetings as much. <laughs> so I want to shift gears a little bit because I know that you've been very vocal um, in in informing, especially us, your students, on the situation in Puerto Rico. So for the listeners who who aren't maybe so informed on the situation, you kind of explain it out a little bit. Oh, wow. Well, there's a lot of things going on on the island, and. Anytime things like that come up, I think it's important just to bring awareness to things. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has their political stands on mm -hmm. and It's not about that. For me, it's just being awareness to things. And since I've been in Doral, there's been a couple of, you know, things that have happened on the island that I think it was just important to talk about. 
uh, when Hurricane Maria hit, you know, it, it hurt. It hurt me a lot. You know, it hurt that, that a lot of people weren't talking about it. Mm. And I was like, man, why aren't people talking about this? What's going on? But at the same time, I thought it was important for me, you know, as a communicator, you know, as an educator, to bring awareness to these things too, mm-hmm. you know, and not, you know, kind of shove it down your throat and things like that, but just talk about, you know, the information, talk about the facts that were going on. Um, and then lately with the hur- with the earthquakes that are happening now, you know, again, these are things that we need to communicate about. Mm-hmm. It's important, you know, and, and for me, it bothers me when we don't talk about these topics that are important to me, just the same way I want to talk about to- topics that are important to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, especially you guys in, in high school, when you have that, when you have that platform, you know, talk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to communicate. We want to know what you're thinking too. It's not all about teachers all the time. It's about the students. And and for me to educate people about what's going on in the island is important, especially for kids your age. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know there's so many different backgrounds here and, you know, cultures in the school. You know, and, and a lot of it's sad. You know, a lot of as far as Venezuela, Colombia, Puerto Rico, you know, Cuba... You know, these are all students in the school. Mm-hmm. So for me, just being able to talk about what's going on in Puerto Rico and talk about anything that's going on in the world, it's really, really important. And how has how has that affected the way you, you run your program? Oh, man. Love, brother. It's love. You know, love, love the people who care about you. Think about them. Don't forget about them. Um, the struggle's real. You know, I always look at my parents and my my dad's like my, I always say, um, he's the godfather. Yeah. And there's a little, you know, I have that little poster over my shoulder. Um, and he is that to me. Um, so when things happen in Puerto Rico and I see how he reacts to me, I see how strong he is, I'm like, it's inspiring to me. You know, so when I handle situations with you guys or talk to you about things that are difficult for me too, I think of him. Mm-hmm. And I think about how strong he is for me. So I hope I can be that to you guys. Right. You know, so that's why people, why do you have the godfather? Why do you have the godfather? I said, that's my pops right there. You know, yeah. and I hope I can be the godfather to those who don't have that father figure. Everybody's different here, you know. Right. We got single families, you know, people going through things. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, just but, but just me being able to kind of offer that kind of that help or that kind of that figure to be there for you guys, I'm cool for, I'm cool about that. Right. And I want to ask you a, a little bit of a funner question because I know you were around at the time. How rowdy was the rap scene in Miami in the 80s? Oh, man, it was dope. It was dope. <laughs> it was dope. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoy music. I enjoy rap music. You know, the 80s was just fun music. It really was. You know, I enjoyed dancing. I enjoyed rapping. It wasn't so gangsta this, yeah. gangsta that. It was just let's have a good time. Yeah, and let's just have you know street parties and dance and go crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I should be saying so much on this, but uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Right, and to kind of wrap up, I'm gonna ask you something that I ask everyone who comes on the show, and that's where do you want to be in ten years? Uh, I want I want to be in my kids' life and in my family's life. That's all I want. I want to be happy, man. I don't ask for much. I'm a low key dude, man, who drives a Chevy truck. Yeah, you know, and very simple guy. I don't really. I'm. I'm just happy to be with my family and just being happy, and seeing the people around me happy. Yeah, you can't knock that at all. So, Mr. Rouette, thank you for coming on. You're a father figure to us all. Thank you. Thank you. I could call you the Godfather from now on. (laughs) Um, Anything you want to plug? no, I want to plug you, man. I think you think you're doing a great job, Thank my you. brother. Thank you, appreciate it. By the way, I'm enjoying what you're doing, I and I love it. to see you know it. my kids kind of 
blowing up and and spreading their wings. So I'm super, super proud of you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to episode Night of the Nest. Softball season's coming up. Go support the girls. Um, FBTV has stuff always coming out. Film festivals toward the end of May this year. So middle school film festival. Oh, middle school film festival. February 28th 28th. it is. Um, So stay aware of those things. They'll be up on the social media soon. Um, Again, Mr. Vuet, thank you for coming on, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode.